Jackson, it's the first show of 2016. Happy 2016. Ian, homie, man, it's 2017. Are you serious? What, what? A, what an intro that was. <laughs> Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. And welcome, everyone, to the very first episode of Ian Hates Music of 2017. Wow. Can you believe Ooh. we're saying that, Jackson? I know, right? I love to hear that silky smooth voice announce that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I am a little sad, though, because you know how much I enjoyed 2016. So this is going to be kind of a sad episode. Bullshit. Exactly. Well played, Jackson. You were <laughs> on to my ruse. <laughs> so, Jackson, how was your New Year's Eve? Did you do anything special? It was okay. It was pretty good. I got to stay in the, you know how whenever you picture Dallas, you picture like that big ball in downtown Dallas? I do not. That towers over the city. You've never <laughs> seen a picture of Dallas, Ian? I've actually never. You lived in Texas. Are you serious? Yeah, but I never watched the ball drop anywhere. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about the ball dropping. Like, oh. I'm talking about the ball that's in yes. Dallas, okay. the Reunion Tower. I know what you're talking about. Okay, go ahead. Silly boy. <laughs> There's a hotel attached to that, and I got to stay in that hotel and watch the fireworks come out of there. Interesting. So okay. that's how I spent my New Year's. It was pretty cool. It was a go. fun experience. Nice. How was your New Year's? What did you do? <sighs> well, I don't normally do much on New Year's, okay. but I got this opportunity, and I figured it might be a good way to spread Ian Hates music around to a lot more, you know, the whole podcast system and stuff. Fancy, fancy. So what people don't really know about me is I also do a little dancing on the side. Did you mm. know? Did I ever tell you that? I, I think it might have. So did you watch, you know, the main New Year's show that they have on like whatever channel that is? I did. So you didn't notice me dancing with a certain Mariah Carey? Um, You know... Something passed by my head. I don't know what it was. Like when I was watching the performance, I was like, man, I don't know what, what it is in my head right now, but I'm thinking about Ian. It was really weird, but. By the way, a lot of people have said that. <laughs> that really? exact same thing. A lot I'm of people. Not surprised. Yeah. They're just always constantly thinking about me. But yeah, it was just right. one of those things where I kind of got the notification a day before and they said, hey, you got to sign this confidentiality agreement. We're going to fly you down. You know, I hung out with Ty for a little bit and I told right. him, you know, hey, Sorry, man. Can't hang out anymore. Got to go do some work. I just, uh, you know, I got to dance with Mariah Carey, and she was a delight. You I'm, know? I'm assuming. I think the show went off without a hitch. It was weird, though. I was backstage before the whole dancing part, and they said, like, oh, you know, here are your in-ear monitors, Ian. And I was like, oh, well, these are really nice. Are you sure these aren't supposed to go to Miss Mariah Carey? 
And they said, no, 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 you're the most important one. I said, oh, ah. oh sure. I mean, I'll, I'm going to dance on track. I'm going to be good here. I'm not missing a step. So they said, yeah, yeah, you're all good. And apparently Mariah Carey had an issue with her in-ears. So it didn't go that well for her. But for me, fantastic. Sometimes the background is what's more important, right? And that was you in this case. It was. I got a lot of compliments. A lot of people reached out. They were like, yeah, man, we saw you. It was great. And I was just like, look, I wish things had gone well for Mariah. But hey, there's got to be a star somewhere here. That was me. It's always you. It's always me. That's right. It's always you. It's all on you. I love that that's a recurring segment. <laughs> yep. <laughs> all right, Jackson. I think we bullshitted enough. So why don't we actually <laughs> go ahead and start this son of a bitch show? Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. What an amazing way. To start out 2017 there with that amazing story I told. <laughs> but now, unfortunately, we had to bring it down a little bit because, as I'm sure most people know, they've heard the news, especially in the scene. Austin Carlisle has decided to depart of Mice and Men. He will no longer be part of the band. Jackson, what are your feelings about this? Man, that one sucked. I did not enjoy this news at all. And I don't think anyone did or should. No matter how bad Ian or anyone thinks their last album is. <laughs> well, my question to you, Jackson, was: Was it something I said? I think so, Ian. It, uh, it, there's only there's only room for so many Ians in this world that have that thought. Like he must have been driven crazy. I mean, his end statement is very, very long. I didn't really right. get through all of it, but I'm sure it mentioned me somewhere. And I do you want to just apologize. I did see a little bit. I saw like a trace of invisible ink somewhere near the trademark at the bottom. I don't know what it was, but I really do think that it had something to do with the show. Well, you've got an eye, Jackson, so I understand. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I really do appreciate that. And I just feel like there may have been something there. You know what I mean? But all joking aside, it does really suck to hear this news. Like Jackson said, no matter how much I hate Cold World, <laughs> like hate it, I'm not going to take anything back. I think it's a terrible performance. I think it's awful in every sense of the word. But it sucks that someone who has so much talent can't use that talent anymore to do the thing that he loves. And that's what really, really blows. I will say that I've been listening to Cold World about 45% of the day today. And every single song that passes by that I enjoy, I'm like, man, I would love for Ian to be seeing me enjoying this right now. And I'm not kidding you. That actually happened today. <laughs> To me, that's like the second worst part of him leaving of Mice and Men is that people decided to listen to Cold World to remember him <laughs> by. Hey, but wait a second. When I first heard of the news, you know, I bet you can't guess what was the first song I played by them. I'm going to guess it's something from their second album. Oh, okay. Am I correct? Good job. Am Good I job. at least there? Yes. Yep, you two are. All right, let's see. I got to think about this for a second here. So I'm going to say, because I actually listened to something from The Flood as well. That's so, my favorite album. Yeah, of theirs for sure. It's mine mm -hmm. as well. So I'm going to say Ben Through. No. Ah, okay. That's a, that's a damn good song though, but it was Ohio is on fire. That is the one I listened to too. Are you serious? Absolutely serious. I did Ohio's on fire and Purified. Oh shit. I did uh, Ohio's on fire, then my understandings, 
and then Let Live. Those are, I think, to me, my standout tracks on that album. And those are the ones where, like, I just had to listen to him as soon as I heard the news. And it made me even more sad that he left. Oh, Jackson, I miss that already. That's a fucking jam, dude. It really is. It really is. And that's the thing. Like, I know, you know, people remember Ty talking about Of Mice and Men on the show before, I'm sure. He loves restoring force. I stopped after the flood. Like, I went ahead and I listened to everything. But Mm -hmm. my cutoff point is that album. And that's what I miss. And I don't want them to stay the same. We've had this conversation a lot, so we're not going to rehash it all. Mm -hmm. It's just there was so much more talent at least for me, in the direction that they were going in originally. And then they just did like a 180 and went off or even a 90 degree turn, if you want to call it like that, and kind of still stayed in the rock. But just where was that? And that's what I really miss, you know? Yeah, I agree. And in regards to Austin Carlisle, I mean, I hate how, I mean, but it's like you got to bring it up. But I hate how like whenever this comes up, the first thing we talk about is the failures. But like, you know, it, you got, it sucks that he had to leave, like, on a bad note kind of thing. You know what I mean? It's kind of like when a quarter, like, when Peyton Manning left the Broncos after he won the Super Bowl. It's like you want to go out of the scene on a good note. And what, how, like, epic would this story have been if they dropped the best album of the year? You know what I mean? Well, sure, but I actually, I disagree with you. I think he did go out on a good note to a lot of people. That album you know, was huge right. last year. I did forget that it was actually really well received i forgot about that yeah just because i hate it doesn't mean that it you know didn't do well commercially (laughs) and everything i just forgot it did well commercially i can't believe that yeah unfortunately i can't either but and i enjoy the album but i do not see how it did well commercially you know what i mean true let's talk a little bit about him leaving and then also kind of his backstory because once again this is a very slow week. People are still kind of amping up in the news realm and everything. So mm-hmm. it's a good time to kind of give him his little tribute, I think. You know, he is such a talent. So it makes yep. sense to talk about his career. I agree. So for anyone who hasn't done it yet, you can always go to facebook.com slash Ian Hates. You can go to the Mice and Men official Twitters, like all that kind of stuff. I posted what Austin had posted. It's a very, very long statement so we're not going to read it on the air here but he went through a ton of stuff about how proud he was of all of his accomplishments one of his biggest things was being able to tour with some of his heroes like Slipknot and Marilyn Manson Linkin Park all that kind of stuff which is great for him so in the second part of it he kind of goes into the Marfan syndrome which is the disease that he has and what it feels like for him when he's touring and when he has to deal with everything and how it has completely limited him now that he can't scream, he can't do the unclean vocals for the old Of Mice and Men albums, and he Mm -hmm. can't do any screaming for any new music that might be on the way. So this is where he has to call it, basically. And it looks like they're not even going to replace him as a vocalist. I do not think so. It does not look like that. I don't know how they're going to do that, but we'll talk about that a little bit later, maybe. Yeah, I'd like to see. I do know they have um, shows coming up, so we'll find out pretty soon what they do, as in screaming-wise. Because I don't think Aaron Pauly can scream. I might be completely wrong, but I don't. He does I some. Don't, he does. Yeah, but okay. barely though, and that's the thing because 
Austin was doing most of that. He never really had to. So he does it on a few choice tracks, but that's about it. Right. And a Mice and Men is a kind of band that gets minimum 30 minutes set. So for him to have to scream and pick up all the vocals, you know, Aaron Polly by himself is going to be a totally new challenge that, you know, he might not even be able to do for the beginning. That might be something he has to even work on unless they get a new screamer. But I don't know. Um, I can't even see another screamer in position of Austin Carlisle. Like, I feel like it would be really weird. People said that about Attack Attack and the first this time true. the first time he left of Mice and Men. So I don't know. <laughs> you know, who knows? But um, I really did like how, like you were saying earlier, I really did his, I really did enjoy his statement, mm-hmm. the way he put it. I feel like it was really well worded. One thing I was noticing he did. Did he mention? I don't. I can't remember correctly. Did he mention about him continuing music, just not of mice and men? Yes, he did mention that. So I guess he's in Costa Rica now, recovering and still, you know, trying to get his health up. But I guess he would be singing clean vocals, but probably I would assume something less strenuous than rock. You know, I I don't see him doing that again if he was having issues with that. But mm-hmm. I could be completely wrong on that. I don't know. Because towards the end, I started to maybe think that he was maybe thinking about starting maybe somewhat of like a Christian band. I've noticed that he's really turned more to faith recently. And I've never seen him as that person because he never has you know talked like that. But in this statement, he was very, very heavily faith based, especially near the end. Yeah, he did bring that so up at the I, end. I was wondering where that's going to go. You know, I'm, re- I'm really proud of him, and I'm happy for him. And it does suck, you know, not only to leave a band for bad terms, but because you physically can't do it. Right. You know, that, that must be the worst. You know what I mean? No, absolutely. And uh, Mice and Men also put out their own statement, too. And it's relatively long, so we're not going to do it here. But it's all saying very nice things and just explain to everyone that he had to leave. You know, it wasn't their choice. They weren't kicking him out or anything. He had to leave and get better. And they'll go on as they are for now, and then they'll see about things in the future. You know, he had a long, he had a good run though. I will tell you that from you know every band he went to, he he did good. So he started in for people that don't know, he started in Attack Attack. He was the unclean vocalist for their first album. Someday came suddenly. He was in memories. Yeah, I know. He was the unclean vocalist, and then Johnny Frank was the clean vocalist. Now, right now. Johnny Frank is in another band called Bill Murray, which is B-I-L-M-U-R-I. And we've talked about that on the show a long time ago. It might have been before you joined. I don't remember. But he's been releasing a bunch of stuff in 2016, and it's really good. So we're going to start talking about that. Yeah, I've really enjoyed it a lot. uh, What kind of music is it like? It's like post-hardcore alternative. Like I hear Hmm. a little Deftones in there, and I hear a little post-hardcore as well. Like... He has his own recording studio, and it seems like he's doing this all himself, and I like where he's going with it. And he's released, like, three things in 2016. Wow. Yeah, and they're all, like, nine tracks or something. Oh, so he's he's a busy man. Yeah. No, he's been doing he's a lot. He's hard. Yeah, absolutely. So if I remember, Someday Came Suddenly, because I really don't listen to that album whatsoever, that intro track to the first track, and then oh, I'm pretty that. much done. Yeah, like, I thought that was a very innovative intro track. Yeah, that intro, the one we use for today's show. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, sir. Yeah, I thought that worked out very well. I I greatly agree. So in that album, I don't remember there being much in a way of 
clean vocals that weren't auto-tuned, if I'm not mistaken? You are not mistaken. <laughs> okay. Well, now you can really hear his voice, and it's really good. So then he left Attack Attack, and he started Of Mice and Men, and he did the first self-titled album where he did the unclean vocals, and then Shaylee of Dayshell now, Shaylee right. did the clean vocals. Then they went to The Flood, which is what we talked about before, and Austin the did... Shit. Yep, that's right. And Austin did unclean vocals again, and Shaylee did the cleans. It was just a couple of exceptions where I think for one of the songs, Austin did some of the clean vocals, but it was just like one. Right. Then there was Restoring Force, where Austin did the unclean and cleans because Shaylee had left the band at that point. So then Alan Ashby and Aaron Pauly kind of filled in with some of the background vocals and some of the clean stuff. And then, of course... In Cold World, you had Austin doing whatever you want to call that, and then Aaron Pauly. Hey, 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 hey. Easy. Easy. What did you expect? <laughs> Sometimes you can be a little harsh. I just wanted to I wanted to make sure everything was settled, you know? I'm just being honest. You know, things like this do not change my opinion of other things. I always thought he was talented, but what was my main main thing that i talked about in cold world people should look back at that episode i didn't i have not looked back so i don't Dude, what didn't you say about that album i talked about how they're talented people and they should be making music that needs talent you i think your biggest stick at that time i think in that episode you mainly your issue was uh the lyrics was it not no, it was everything, but there was mostly lyrics. You're right. No, no, no. That's not fair. Come it on. was mostly lyrics, but it was also instruments and not doing anything that took more than a chord. Gotcha. Yeah, for sure. No, no, no. I ripped apart that entire thing because it deserves to be ripped apart. It's an awful album. I don't know, man. It's not that bad. Uh, It's the I worst thing in 2016. Today. No, it's not. Mariah Carey did a better job on New Year's. <laughs> Did you do you really think Cold World is the worst album of 2016? I do. You officially deemed it worst. I well, we have a lot to talk about on the. Inter- I don't believe you. We have a lot to talk about on the anniversary right show. It shouldn't be Come any surprise. That anniversary show, I still, I will not agree with you if you say that Cold World is the worst album. And that's not even because I don't think you know that it's that bad. It's because I do not. I I can name much worse. Well, I look forward to hearing that then. And I know you can too. Ah, uh, no, I don't know. I know you I can. I, I know, know you can at least do one. I know what you're thinking. I think I know what you're thinking. But uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. We'll talk at the anniversary show, all right? Okay. Okay, fine. All right. <laughs> so now, is there anything else that you wanted to mention about Austin Carlisle? Good luck on whatever he does. I mean, like you said, it really does suck to see talent not being able to be used for what he was so good at for anymore. Um, We'll see what happens. It's going to be exciting to follow up with him. I do know that he's very, um, how do you say, like he's on social media a lot. He Mm -hmm. uses it, you know, heavily. Right. So I know that whatever he does do, we'll know. So that's a good thing. You know, it's not hard to keep up with him. You know, he does the Twitter, the Instagram, you know, all that sort of stuff. So I just wish him the best, man. It really sucks. And um. I don't want to say excited, but I'm really anxious to see where Mice and Men goes now. Yeah, I hope they don't collapse. I hope they decide on a different direction than the way they went mm-hmm. with Cold World. I also am assuming that Austin will do the same thing. So, well, I mean, we're definitely going to talk about it. When he has any new music, we will discuss it on the show for sure. 
And I'm really excited for it. I, I really, it's like you said, he's really talented. And I have a feeling whatever he does do, no one's going to see it coming. Like, no, like, well, of course, we, we do assume he's going to do something. But I don't think anyone can guess what it is exactly that he is going to use his talents for now. Because we don't know exactly what it is, you know, that he feels when he sings and stuff like that. We don't know what his limits are right. or anything like that. We just know he can't scream. You know what I mean? And I would imagine not much, if any, touring as well. Right. He can't live a reckless lifestyle anymore. He has to be a laid back Austin Carlisle now. Exactly. So, yeah, I, too, wish him the best. I never had any hate for Austin Carlisle. I just really just hate that world. album. Yeah, I just really <laughs> hate that album. Everything else, I mean, I wasn't a fan of Restoring Force either. That's a nice way to put it. Yeah, it's seriously, that's the way it is. I mean, we're very honest show, and we have the review, and it became the butt of a lot of jokes because I think that album is a joke. So <laughs> I, yeah, so I think it works very well. For a well. long time. <laughs> but I mentioned many a time, and I'm sure you can go back and quote me, how talented he is and how I thought that the band was talented as well. I didn't want to see them make an album like they did. So at least now he's not forcing himself into being sick. Like he, he's always going to be sick. I think he said that before he stated that publicly. He's always right. going to have this disease. He's always going to be working to fight it. But now maybe the music won't hurt him the way that it was hurting him before. Leave it on a nice note, Ian. Yeah, we'll leave it on a nice note. <laughs> You're right, Jackson. We'll leave it on a nice note. You know, all the best. All the best for sure. And I'm sure, like we said, we'll have plenty to talk about in the future. Yep. He'll be fine. They'll be fine. So now, a couple quick announcements. Converge has announced that they are going to have a new album in spring 2017. So that's pretty cool. Going to be looking forward to that. Just a quick one there. Just a note to everyone. <laughs> Yeah. Note to self, Converge, spring 2017. <laughs> I'm sure we'll be talking about it. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, it's, it's no singles or anything like that. Just uh, just so you know. And now, Jackson. Oh, gosh. Oh, is this your <laughs> Of Mice and Men Cold World moment here? Yes. It's equivalent. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Well, why don't you so, take this uh, away then? Yep. Yeah, I'm just going to run with it. So um, I'm putting on my fingers here, everyone, just in case, because I know you can't see. I'm putting on my fingers here. My favorite band, Attila, has officially parted ways with their drummer, Sean Heenan, or Hennan. Yeah, something like that. I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but it is their drummer. Mm -hmm. And Sean recently put, I don't remember what he posted it on. I'm sure it was one of his social media sites, but um, he put how he's parting away from Attila. And he, his music career is not done. He will still continue to pursue his passion in drumming. And it wasn't a very lengthy statement. It was just basically him saying, you know, I parted ways with Attila. I'm going to keep drumming. Um, I'll keep you guys posted soon. You know, long story short, that's what the statement said. It wasn't lengthy at all. Right. But um, Attila has not said anything about this. Uh, uh, uh. Uh-oh. Okay. Okay. Jackson, that is incorrect. Oh, really? Being as Franz has been a friend of the show for a while now, often making guest <sighs> oh, appearances... I did get a chance to talk with him today. Let's see where this is going. You never tell me about the exclusive interviews, man. It's a fucking surprise, man. I know, but so many surprises, Ian. I, my, my little heart can't take so much. You're just yes, going to have to bear with it. I have to surprise. I signed confidentiality agreements. I understand. I, I signed it. You're right. I signed it. You didn't sign it. You didn't know about it. Confidentiality agreements. Oh, with him? Yeah. 
Well, with I many, thought, like okay. when I was dancing with Mariah Carey, like I have to sign those. Oh, two. Yeah. gosh. We're still at that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Bits never die. Bits never die. Oh, that should be a shirt. I know, right? Believe me, merchandise coming soon. So I got a few sound bites from Franz letting me know what the deal is with the ex drummer now and everything. So basically, what I asked him was, you know, hey, Franz, just got the news. You know, what's the deal? And he said this. No, 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 no. I don't even know what that means. Come on. So I then asked him, I said, look, you got to slow it down. You got to let us know how you feel about Sean. Is there something you want to say to Sean? I want every single one of you to know that I am truly sorry from the bottom of my heart. I am so sorry. Sorry that you're a little bitch. So, Jackson, I'm guessing that this was not an equal parting. I think maybe Attila wanted Sean out of the band just based on that allegedly. I mean, that seemed pretty harsh. I agree. From that recent interview, which I could have gone my day without hearing, it does look of that nature. At the same time, I think Sean is happy that he's out of Attila. I know I would be. You know what, by the way? I told Franz you would say something like that, and he oh, had some you? words for you, too. Really? Yeah. Shocker. I said that language was uncalled for. <laughs> well, I don't have a bitch, Franz, all right? But you'll do the other stuff. <laughs> it was the last one I heard, all right? I had to target it. <laughs> it was weeks and weeks of you messing with him, so it made sense. I understand why he's mad at me, but, I mean, it, it's not personal, man. It's a business. Survival of the fittest. Oh, gosh. Can he leave now? He <laughs> he never. He's never leaving. <laughs> Is, is he done? We're in 2017 now, Franz. Holy shit. What's great is he keeps on calling me, so I just happen to get more and more clips that I get to use on the show. What I think is funny how you went back to the Guilty Pleasure album to grab some of these. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I know a thing or two about what you do behind the scenes. I'm starting to think you're the one saying that. You're like telling him to t- say all this stuff to me. He listens Are you to the, the show. One in control here? He listens to the show. We know that for a fact. He liked that I'm tweet. I'm getting my doubts with you, Ian. He liked that tweet. We know he listens. Can we consider him friend of the show officially? Obviously, he's given us a lot of content. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Well, you have it here first, people. An Ian Hates Music exclusive. This was not a mutual parting of the ways for Attila and Sean. So I'm sure there'll be more coming out soon. But allegedly, it sounds like things weren't on the up and up. Nope. And this is about the second or third band member that's left Attila since they've gotten big. Possibly, yeah. I mean, but he was in for what, 11 years or something? Oh, yeah. He was there from the beginning. Yeah. That massive tour is coming up, too. Yeah. (laughs) You get your VIP tickets? Oh, no. Liar. Oh, no. No, 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 no. Mente Rosa. (laughs) Hell no. (laughs) <laughs> Menta Rosa. You like that? That was pretty good. That was yeah. pretty good. Thanks, buddy. Good job. Good job. By the way, um, little um, insider, Menta Rosa means liar in Spanish. Just letting everyone know. Thank you. They knew it. Oh, did they? They knew it based on know? context, motherfucker. Ah, uh, you know what? You're right. Our listeners are smart. They use context clues. Damn, Damn straight. straight. All right. So we're done with that until later. Bye, Tilla. Fuck off. Jeez. Oh, <laughs>
Alright, take us to the next story there, Jackson. <laughs> this took place throughout all of 2016. I think one of the main things 2016 is known for, besides the awful election, was In your so many celebrity deaths. Mm-hmm. Correct? Go on. Would, would you say that was one of the biggest things of 2016? That everyone can... Like, let's say when you ask somebody, man, 2016 was the worst. Why do you think so? That's one of the top three things. Wouldn't you agree? We all know if I say things, people get mad at me. You're right, Ian. Stay quiet. Yeah. I'll take it from here. <laughs> we, we don't need any hate mail. So um, Send your hate mail to ianhates at gmail.com. <laughs> he will gladly read them. <laughs> he actually reads them before he goes to bed. It soothes him, doesn't it, it Ian? It soothes my evil heart. <laughs> it makes it blacker than it ever was. Damn straight. <laughs> Anyways, um, obviously, um, us uh, normal folk ain't the only people who realized that the celebrity deaths was pretty significant in 2016. And we have a, actually a couple of people from our scene, such as Juliet Sims, um, Derek Sanders from Mayday Parade. They died? No. <laughs> <laughs> Don't scare me like that. This is why people get mad at you, Ian. Just just hush. Hush. Okay, all right. I, I got this. I got this. All right. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> you got... Patrick Stump, Patrick Stump from Fallout Boy, um, Jesse Barnett from Stick to Your Guns, all talking about the recent deaths, such as Tom Searle from Architects, David Bowie, Prince, um, John Bunch from Further Seems Forever, um, Leonard Cohen, of course. And it really is, I mean, it really sucks about all the deaths. It really does. And one thing I've noticed is it doesn't just impact us listeners. It also impacts the people who make music because the people that we listen to that make music also have influences. 2016 took out a lot of musical influences on, you know, on music growing up in general. And it really does suck to see them go because there was a lot of musical influential people that had to go this year. It was like when Leonard Cohen passed away. Kimberly Freeman of One-Eyed Doll put out that amazing cover of Hallelujah because Leonard Cohen was like a huge inspiration for her. Right. I totally get it. I think, and I know it sounds weird, but that list actually seems relatively small. Oh, yeah. No, that was just from, you know, headlining kind of what, you know, what AP had. But I know there's much, much more. Right. Um, even recently, you know. I'm sure by the time, you know, this article was even uploaded, there has been more, you know, I don't know what, you know, when it was that they actually finalized this, but there's been a couple. Absolutely. You know, even from act from, you know, actors to actresses. I mean, they're still happening. I think just I, I forgot who it was, but it was just two days ago. Another big one went. Unless my Facebook remember. blows up with shit. I don't know who dies. <laughs> Man, Facebook can be uh, Facebook can be rough sometimes. True that, Jackson. I honestly really don't enjoy Facebook. That's an unpopular opinion. I got to do marketing on there and shit, so. <laughs> Out of all the social media, Facebook is my worst. That is for sure. Yeah, you're not very good at it. <laughs> oh, damn. Thank you, Ian. Thank you. You're the one that posted, like, a sad message on all of our social media saying, like, I can't believe I'm saying this, but it's the last episode of Ian Hates Music. <laughs> I completely left out of 2016. Yes, you did. And I'm sure I typed it 
but I do everything on my phone, and I guarantee you I did some weird autocorrect bullshit, and it completely took it out. But I, um, I worry about okay. the people that get your dick pics, man. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I'm fucking funny tonight. <laughs> it's not funny when you have to claim yourself that you're funny, Ian. I didn't claim it. I just stated it. Okay, you can't state yourself that you're funny. I don't know. I can just cut up all the audio that we have of you <laughs> saying, like, sometime that something you're is funny. funny. Yeah, I can just cut it up so it's like, Ian is funny. Ian. Here you go. Use this one. Ian, you're funny. Oh, thanks. Made my job a lot easy. easier. Just cut the rest and keep what I just said. Cut the rest and keep the best. That's what they say Ooh. in editing school. Nope. Boom. That is hey, not I can see say. that becoming a lyric. <laughs> I certainly hope not. Cold World Part 2. I, th- I thought we were leaving that in the past. I wish. Is there like are... an amount of jokes we should leave in 2016? Or maybe like reoccurring things that oh, we usually talk about? You want to retire should, things? Should that be a thing? Do you want to retire things? Is that what you're saying? We can ask people. We can ask people to tweet us and let us know whether or not there's a bit or something that we should retire. Like after the anniversary show, of course. But hmm. I don't think we overuse anything, actually. No, I'm not going to take away you humor know what, actually, from the no, audience. I take it back. I, I, I think we should leave Franz in 2016. We already know that people love when he's on the show. so <laughs> I'd be cool with leaving Franz in 2016. But the audience wouldn't, so, you know. They've even asked me, Ian, can you do a show just you and Franz? I would step down for three weeks. Three weeks? It's going to take three hear, weeks? Yes, three weeks. Three episodes. I would love to hear three episodes. Not just one. Because you could maybe get away with one, you know, it'd be a fluke. But I want to see you do three episodes, you and Franz. Don't wish for something <laughs> you're not ready for. <laughs> don't don't I, threaten I me don't... with a good time. Oh, no. I thought you didn't like Panic at the Disco. If you think that's from Panic at the Disco, there's an issue. Well, listen, Ian. In this show, we talk about our scene. That is so true. when you reference something like that, you know what I mean? Come on. Put that's true. Well done. Context clues. We discussed this. You're absolutely right. I feel like hearing that song now. No. (laughs) (laughs) That was the most subtle no I think I've heard in a long time. No. There are jokes that go along with that too. But we're moving on. Moving on up. So another another quick one here. Mayday Parade has opened a brand new website, alessoninromantics.com. When you go there, it just asks for your name and email. And then when you put it in, it says, thank you. And that is the website. Interesting. We'll see what they're doing. Did you do it? Yeah, why not? I put in the Ian Hate stuff. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to the fucking tour, so, you know. Oh, man, I forgot about that. That's going to be so good. Yeah, because I'm assuming they set up that call line for the Tales Told by Dead Friends, where you're supposed to call and talk about how that thing like changed your life or whatever. They're probably doing something similar for this tour. Right. I could see it. Less than a Romantics, man. That's a that's a heavy album that hit the scene pretty hard. That's an iconic album. I agree. You're damn right you do. They better play terrible things, though, during that show as well, at the end. You got a soft spot for terrible things? Yeah, man. That fucking song is good. you still tear up? I do a little bit. It's at the end. <laughs> it's at the end of the song. The end? Like when it switches to, like, you know, a full instrumental?
Steve Jackson, every rocker has his soft side. I love Mayday Parade, dude. They're so fucking good. Yeah, some of it. Oh, gosh. I you, forgot you hated their newest You album. set me up for like every single one, so that's all <laughs> I'm saying. Well, I love their new album, and I know you don't like it, but I'm in love. I, it's one of their best. To me, Less Than a Romantics and Black Lines are their best albums. Wow. That's surprising, man. I'd go that far. I jammed that new album still. That was probably my top five albums of last year. What? You're giving everything yeah. away, man. We're not doing top albums. You know that, right? No, no, no. no. I'm okay. talking about 2015, fam. <laughs> oh, that's right. It was 2015, wasn't it? Yeah. Come on now. Come on now. Come, Come on, on now. now. <laughs> Why don't you come on now to the next story right here? Yes, sir. We're going to do... You know what, Jackson? I don't know. I had a change of heart. I don't even really want to do that stupid Mariah Carey story. Well, see, I don't think we should talk about it anymore because I know it was embarrassing enough for you that you even had to be there. Well, that's true. I mean, I killed it. I did right. a really, really great job. But, but you know, it's just they stupid. didn't even throw all the attention towards you because they just focused on Mariah Carey's blunder. You that, can't... Like, took away all the spotlight from you when you know you would have been, you know, the star of the show. No one puts Ian in the corner. Exactly. I never even you saw that have movie. I have her. no idea what that statement even means. I've never seen that fucking movie, and people say it all the time. So I'm assuming that someone was in a corner and they couldn't do something, and then that's it, right? Is that how it works? Maybe it's not even a movie. Maybe it's a cartoon. Now I'm trying to Maybe think it's of a song. Now I'm trying Ooh. to think of cartoon shows that would talk <laughs> about corners. I don't know. All right, that's a waste. All right, so <laughs> the Mariah Carey thing is bullshit because. You can't even watch it anymore. They have it all copyrighted, so you can't see any of the video. They play like 20-second clips, so you can't even watch that whole long, awesome train wreck. Whether it was orchestrated to be a viral video or if it was real, allegedly, whatever. I'm just going to say allegedly because people are a bunch of bitches. (laughs) Whichever it was, it was funny as fuck. And it was the only reason why a person like me would ever check out that garbage network and all the shit they put on TV for New Year's. I have never watched any of those New Year's countdown stuff. I couldn't care less. This was the one thing that was actually very funny, whether it was on purpose or not. Like, even if you scripted that, it's just a shame that now you can't even see it the way that you want to. Like, if it was going to be a viral video, then let people fucking watch it and talk about your stupid station. That's why I'm not even bringing it up. I'm not even going to plug their fucking station. Boom. Boom, Ian Rant, 2017. Oh, shit, we did it at the same time. There you go. (laughs) Whatever. Moving on. Whatever. I was sent a message today. I'm sorry. Can I like plug you in real quick? Yeah. Okay. So Ian's about to go off starting in five, four, three, two, hit it, Ian. I was sent a message today that accused me, accused (laughs) Ian. The co-host Fuck of up, Ian. Ian Hates Music and the host of Ian Hates Music Conversation Edition, the person that knows everything there is to know about the scene, who can't be stopped, who can't be missed. It's all him. I was accused that I was incorrect, that AP does not review albums anymore with star ratings. Unacceptable. And that is because, as Jackson can see, I have the newest issue It has Black Veil Brides on the cover, the untold stories. And in it, they have decided to go back to using this star rating. Now, I then went back to be like, whoa, wait a second. 
I've never been wrong before, but maybe, just maybe in 2017, I'm starting a whole new trend of being wrong. I didn't know, though. I didn't know. So I went back and I looked at all my copies AP because I have been a loyal subscriber for years. So loyal. And it looks like starting in either June or July of 2016 is when they stopped doing the star ratings until this issue. And that makes sense because that's around six months or so. So that means Mm -hmm. they were probably testing it out to see, do we want to continue doing this? Do we like it better? Have people complained? Do they not like it now? Maybe they did a focus group and said, yeah, we like to see an initial rating, and then that allows us to read further. Mm-hmm. I don't know what focus groups would say for it. I didn't care whatsoever of whether they had What you reading. just said is the way I look at it, that um, whenever I'm looking at an AP mag, I look at the rating first, and then the only reason I read on is to see why they justify their rating. You know what I mean? So maybe they did it that way then. I feel like that's the more effective way. And especially since it was already how they started. You know what I mean? Yeah, that is. And it was weird for them to take the break. I think they didn't like judging. Like, I bet you they don't like what you just said. They probably want probably. you to read everything. So that's right. why they went back to what they were doing before. But I will mention this as well. Out of all the reviews that they did in this issue, every single one of them was a 3.5 and up. Did so, you agree with them? Well, I haven't been able to look. It's all new stuff. Like they're doing the new mm-hmm. AFI and they're doing. Oh, yeah. I forgot they um they rated before, you know, we actually get to hear it. I forgot about that. Here, just a second. So they got AFI. They've got As It Is. Really excited for that. What four, did they give four As stars. It Is, by the way? Oh, maybe I shouldn't four be reading stars? this. I don't know. This is like ruining people's. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Code Orange. We'll be reviewing probably all those albums whenever they're out. So. Yep. Maybe we'll just rip off their star ratings. <laughs> and here's our AP star rating, Ian version. <laughs> but anyways, all I'm saying is I was right. I am not starting a trend right. of being wrong. I am always right. and Even when you're wrong. Yeah, thank you for bringing it to my attention. <laughs> but, I, <laughs> but I was right. So, But thank you he very much. He gave Ian a reason to get upset today. And that's all he could ask for from a fellow fan. I've read the Ian Hates Movies comments. Oh, when I get my life threatened? Yeah, <laughs> that guy didn't seem very loving. What movie was that again? Batman oh, versus was Superman. Batman? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, 2016. I miss you so much. All right, Jackson. I think that finishes our small news segment. There. It was a good news segment, though. A lot of juicy stuff. I think so. I think things are starting to pick up again. Oh yeah, they'll they'll be picking up even better soon. So I think now it's time to go on to tours. So everyone knows I have an upcoming tour this Sunday. I am going to see Ice Nine Kills and Chasing Safety at the Lucky Peabody. Ass. Yes, the Peabody Elks Lodge in Peabody, Mass. Peabody. 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 So I'll have a full review of that next week. Lucky. It's not luck, man. It's skill. <laughs> okay. I don't even know what that means. Well, let's run through all these tours because we'll just give everyone an inkling of what's out there so they know to you know check out whatever band and see where they're coming near them or not. But then also we have a few extra announcements that just got announced today. Yep. So we got Census Fail going out. 
You've got Argus Burns Red doing the Messenger's 10-year anniversary tour. You've got Palisades going out, A War Within, The End Is Here tour with Falling in Reverse and Motionless and White. You've got Moose Blood and Trophy Eyes and Boston Manor. You've got Old Wounds, Newfound Glory, AFI, Mayday Parade doing the 10th anniversary of A Lesson in Romantics, Every Time I Die and Knock Loose, Periphery, Attila, bum bum bum, with New Year's Day, Bad Omens, and Kane Hill, Too Close to Touch, The Carry the Flame Tour 2017, After the Burial, Fit for a King, Fit (laughs) Fit for an Autopsy, (laughs) and Invent Animate, and to Shikari, doing the Take to the Skies 10th Anniversary Show with Being as an Ocean, Silent Planet, Bam. Gotta be so good. The New Rain Tour. Born of Osiris, Volumes, Ocean 8, Alaska, Within the Ruins, Fire from the Gods. Friends of the show, Alteris, are going out with Thieves. Friend of the show, Landfill, is actually doing their final tour. Now they'll I did be, not hear about that. It's been on the hush-hush, but let me just tell you some insider stuff. It's kind of a whisper voice for the radio. <sighs> There'll be new news coming later that I'll talk about. Fuck. So stay tuned. (laughs) Check Landfill out while you can. Then you've got I Prevail doing a headlining tour. Now these ones are new right here. You've got I Prevail doing a headlining tour with Wage War, Islander, and Assuming We Survive. That's going to be sick. That is a killer lineup. And they're in a pretty small venue for where I'm going to see them. So it's going to be good. All right. Last tour we got to talk about is Alisana announced the West Coast dates for their 10 years of frail vanity and wax tour. So, so this, glad you don't get to see them. Oh, that was so mean. <laughs> <laughs> that was the meanest thing you said to me in 2017. Good. Well, I haven't talked to you since like last year, man. I don't know what to tell you. I, I, I you know, <laughs> I had to hold it all back. Here I am. So they're out with For the Win versus Charlatan. And Vesta Clyde. That should be awesome. Yeah. You should have went to the lineup that they first yes, had initially. Yes, but, I, I mean, know. it's whatever. You're such a jerk. <laughs> this is how you get your payback for being wrong with your opinion. <laughs> I mean, mine had famous last words and artwork and, you know, it's a couple of bands you might like. I, I heard famous I like, last words came out with a pretty good album this year. I like Versus and Vesta Clyde a lot, actually. And I haven't heard Charlatan or For the Wind, so I will be listening to them now. But do you like any of those bands more than Famous Last Words? No, but that's not fair. Then get that bullshit out of here. Let's oh, move on. Oh, damn. <laughs> you swatted my shot away. Damn. I thought you were like 5'2 or something. Damn it. Hey, do you know how tall I am? I think you said, didn't you say 5'4? Five, no, 5'5. Five, five. Oh, well, geez, I was pretty close. You were. Thank you. When you said 5'4, I was like, okay, pretty close. Yeah, man, I'm pretty short. It's all right, buddy. It is fine. Size 9 shoe. Damn. Tiny feats. You know what they say about that? Uh, Tiny socks? Yeah, saving money on socks, man. Yep. <laughs> it's, it's good. It's good for the portfolio. Saving the cloth, man. What else? All right, man. You ready for our favorite part of the show?
Let's get to reviews. <laughs> we have one review today, Jackson. Boom. Boom. Just one. A loss for words. Crisis on Rise Records. So, Ian, are we going to give it a star rating like AP does now? No, because I don't even think they reviewed this album. You're damn right. We ain't going to do that shit. Damn straight. We do our own thing. <laughs> and that's talk. Yep. We just say we like it or not. Yeah, that's right. And why. <laughs> and why. And then a World whole bunch fashion. of other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good album. I actually have never heard of this band. You're a crazy person. Yeah, I know. Okay, no. I take I take what I said back. I've heard of this band. I've never heard like listened to the music is what I'm trying to say. You know what I'm saying? Like I've always heard of them, but I never took the chance to listen to them. Whenever I hear there's a new album coming out for a band that, you know, I've never actually listened to, I feel like that's going to be my start. Okay. And I'm glad I got into them. Um, I really enjoyed this album, and I didn't think I was, but I did. And I will tell you that my favorite track is Lucida, or Lucida, or however it is you say. It's the one featuring Jason Venna. Sure. That, to me, was a standout track on the album. That one and SoCal was Ryan Scott Graham from State Champs. Yep. I thought those two tracks are really, really, really good. Well, let's do a little background before we get into it completely in depth. So this is A Loss for Words final record. Oh, did not know that. You didn't? That was like the whole big thing. We've talked about that multiple times on the show. I must have done the doo forgot. Oh, Jackson. Oh, Jackson. Don't do this to me, Ricky Bobby. You're making this whole Franz replacement thing just sound really good. (laughs) <laughs> I do it, man. Three episodes. I dare you. I like how you said it, it was just off the cuff three episodes. <laughs> Not one. Three episodes. Three leaves nothing to chance. So I'll give you three. Anyway, so back to this. <laughs> so just so no one is, you know, confusing anything, this is not a Lexus on Fire crisis. This is a Loss for Words crisis. All right. So they are pop punk, I would say emotional pop punk with an edge, you know, something like that, maybe a little aggressive pop punk from time to time. But they've been in the scene for over 10 years. So that's the thing too. And for me, I found it very interesting because I thought about that as well. It seems to me like they didn't make as much of an impact outside of Massachusetts as they should have. Especially from you saying you've never heard their stuff before. That's a Mm -hmm. surprise to me. Really? Absolutely. They are a band, especially a pop punk band, that's influenced a lot of other bands. You notice the guest list of vocals that they have. They have a lot of friends in high places. They are well respected in the scene. But it's funny, I had put a note to myself about that to make kind of a mention that I did not think they really hit as much outside of the hometown crowd. And you kind of confirming that was interesting to me. I'm happy to help. But I enjoyed this album as well. It was just very weird placement. And we'll talk about the good stuff in a second. But I thought it was strange, and we had mentioned it before. So I looked around, and I was trying to remember if I'd ever talked about the story of why they were breaking up in general. But I really didn't find anything. It just seemed like they were done with their label, they were done with some tours, and they decided they wanted to go out the way they wanted to. So they announced that they were doing one final tour, and when they finished that, they announced that they were going to have one final album, which we had mentioned seemed a little backwards because normally you would do the final tour after the final album. I do remember you saying that now. I do remember that conversation. So that's a big thing with timing. But then also another thing was 
This album came out when no other albums came out. December 27th, right? So it comes out two days after Christmas. That's like a dead zone for albums. Yeah, that and even really bad timing. Even this week, if you notice, we have nothing that we're doing this week besides this album that came out last week. Yeah. And what record label did this, by the way? This went on Rise. Wow. I'm yeah. surprised Rise, you know, their management, you know, like approved of it being released like at a date like this. That's a that's a pretty big record. Yeah. A record label. But I think that goes into what I was talking about before about being very big in the scene or being almost being like there's a certain thing called a comedian's comedian. Like there are mm-hmm. certain comedians that certain comedians love. And oftentimes those comedians aren't the most famous. Like, sure, everyone might say Richard Pryor or George Carlin in that larger sense. But then a lot of people have favorite comedians that are around or have been doing comedy for a lot longer, but just aren't as famous. They're a comedian's comedian. It almost seems to me like a loss for words are an artist's artist, if that makes sense. Gotcha. So kind of this, that band that everybody respects, even though, you know, they're not as big as them. Or those bands consider them bigger. It's just they never hit with the massive audience that they were supposed to. Gotcha. So that's kind of the way I feel about this. And it just furthers my point by having the album out at such a strange time of the year. Because really, the only people that are going to know that it's out are people like us and fans. Like you didn't even know initially that this album was going to be out. So it's like fans of theirs are going to know. And then people doing reviews or doing shows or something might know about it. So it's just very interesting that that's the way that they wanted to go out. But I couldn't find, I was looking around, I couldn't find any stories about like any type of dissension or, you know, behind the scenes crap that they didn't want to deal with or something. I didn't see any of that. So it is. It's like they just pulled the plug out of nowhere kind of situation. Yeah, they wanted to go out the way they wanted to go out, I guess. And if anything, this is their way of doing it then. And that's also kind of a warning to people. This is not an epic album. You know what I mean? It's not like other bands who call their shot and say, hey, we're finishing touring here and we're doing a final album. Like If Brand New, who has already said that they're ending in 2018, if that's not some kind of a ruse or anything, if that actually happens, I'm sure their last album is going to be something epic. Right. This album doesn't have that feel. I mean, Jackson, you said this was like the first time you've actually heard a full, a loss for words album. Did this feel like any different because, or did you think this could actually like just fit in somewhere else in their discography? When I heard this album, I started listening to their old music and it was just, you know, it's good, but it doesn't have that epic feeling at all. And I don't feel... And it's not just that I don't feel like they got that sound. I don't feel like they even tried for that sound. You know what I mean? Right. And that goes to the whole doing what they want and ending and going out the way they want to, which I hope my tone isn't coming off negative here. It's more of interest than it is something negative. I think if this is the way they want to do it, then I have no problem with it. Like, I'm not saying, oh, "Oh, this should have come out, you know, in October when all those huge bands were coming out. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just questioning and kind of trying to get into their minds to figure out why they did it this way. Because I think it's very interesting. Yeah, same here. Um, I just don't feel like they put in the effort to get it out. I don't feel like they didn't put in the effort for an epic album, maybe. But definitely they didn't feel like 
making this a big deal that they're done. Like they didn't want the whole, maybe like the whole sympathy effect kind of deal. Like, oh man, you know, this band's leaving. It really does suck. Like maybe that's not what they wanted. Sure. I, I mean, I can't think of any reason why they would want that. You know what I mean? Right. Like they definitely took the low road, like the lowest they could possibly take and, you know, and ending a band. And if that's the way they want to do it, then I have no problem with it. Fuck it. So let's play a little bit of Lucida, since you mentioned that was your favorite track, right? Yep. So good stuff right there. And as you mentioned, it's featuring Jason Venna, I believe is how you say it. Mm-hmm. And he's from Acceptance. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. And then they also have other guest stars or guest vocalists on this record. There's Andrew Newfield of Comeback Kid, Ryan Scott Graham of State Champs and Speak Low If You Speak Love, mm-hmm. Andy Bristol of Junction 18, which is a band from a while back. They're no longer together. And then Sam Little of The Gospel Youth. So they had a fair number of guest vocalists on this. And I think everyone did a good job. Like, I really liked this album. I thought it was very good. It's just when you start talking about, you know, it being the final album, it just feels a little strange. I think that's probably it. But this is really great pop punk with emotional sensibilities and good work. I've always been a fan of Maddie's voice. I think he's a Mm -hmm. very good vocalist. They're also very fun to see live, and it's too bad people won't get that chance anymore. But I had the pleasure of seeing them multiple times, especially being in Boston. Right. And I think for my favorite track, it might be Soul Cow and then also Boston's Wayward Son, Exit 16B. And it's not just okay. because I know where that exit is. It's actually because of the song. <laughs> you know. Sure. Sure, sure. <laughs> But then they also, they slow it down in this album as well. In Your Company, I thought they did a good job with the gritty voice in there. I really like it when Maddie does that, that grit in his voice. It's a good acoustic song. It's not my favorite. My favorite will always still be Mount St. Joseph off The Kids Can't Lose. That'll always be my favorite acoustic song from them. So if you haven't heard that before, you should definitely check it out. But I really like this. I liked So Call, like I mentioned before. Let's play a little of SoCal. Let that song remind me anymore. I won't let that song remind me anymore. I won't let that song Yeah, I really enjoyed that. Same here, my brother. Same here. So yeah, I think if you're looking for a pop punk band that you 
maybe never got a chance to listen to before. I think this gives you a good introduction because it's really, even though it's a final piece, it kind of gives you that introduction to their past work that you can go ahead and listen to as well. And then for fans, I think it's a good farewell going out the way they want to, and it's not going out the way a lot of bands do. I think that's probably the best way to put it. Yep, I agree. They definitely went for something, and they achieved it. So Jackson, would you recommend this album? I would, especially if, for whatever reason, like me, you have never listened to a Lost for Words. This is a good album to start off with. It was for me, so I recommend it to anyone else, too. And obviously, I do, too, as well. I mean, I think you could tell. Yeah, by the way I was reviewing it, I think people can tell that I like the album. So, yeah, definitely check this one out. See if it's also your style or not. And, yeah, I think they deserve a listen, for sure. So that's A Loss for Words with Crisis on Rise Records. Boom. All right, man, so I think it's time for upcoming albums, right? Next up on upcoming albums, we got Chasing Safety releasing Nomad from Outer Loop Records. We got Gone is Gone releasing Echo Location off Rise Records. And then Ian's favorite, we got Ice Nine Kills re-releasing Safe is Just a Shadow off Outer Loop Records. And that should be an interesting one, especially since Ian is going to be going to their show very soon. Absolutely. And yeah, it's not only re-released, it's re-recorded. Ah, yes, my bad. Oh, no, it's not a problem. It's just that's the more interesting part of it is we'll see how those... Because I was listening to the original album today to see how it's going to sound. So it'll be interesting. Yeah, I'm going to just purchase the album when I see them live on Sunday. Oh, aren't you too cool? I support people, man. I support people. (laughs) So, yes, for right now... I do. Come on, I let you on the show. Yeah, whatever. Dude, you're the wind beneath my wings. I just squeaked, and you didn't call me out for it. That's enough support. <laughs> you didn't hear it. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> I think those are going to be the albums, unless something changes or unless there's more that we're missing. But at least for right now, that's what we plan on doing for next week. Yes, sir. Now, Jackson, it's time for Breakdown from the Past. If you think we're going to kiss your ass just to get a good review in your magazine, well, you're mistaken, my friend. Take a self-righteous poser, wannabe writer, candy-ass pencil. Shove it up your ass! Shove it up your ass, you punk! Shove it up your ass, Jeremy! Shove it up your ass! So review that, Einstein! All right, Jackson. First breakdown from the past of 2017. What do you got? Today, for my first breakdown from the past of 2017, I got a band called Corpus Christi. Have you heard of them? Yeah, it's a pretty nice place in Texas. Like, you can go out there uh, okay. and kind of visit, and it's by the ocean and stuff. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, anyways, Ian, thank you for your smart-ass answer. Uh, there is a band called Corpus Christi, and I highly recommend everyone go back to the good old jams. Their last release, I believe, was 2012, or no, 2011. And 2010. for anyone who is just getting into Corpus Christi, I really recommend you listen to songs Seeing You Again for the First Time, um, Monuments, Fight for Your King. Those three songs are definitely the ones I highly recommend. But if you're really going to start off, I definitely recommend you hear Seeing You Again for the First Time. That is a jam. And I really do think you should go back and listen to them. Corpus Christi. And their two albums are Feast for a Crows. And I cannot remember the other one, but the one I recommend you listen to is Feast for a Crows because it's definitely the better of the two. It's a more mature version of their sound, and I feel like that's their best sound. A Feast for Crows in 2010, and 
the darker shades of white in 2009. Aha, there you go, Ian. So, you would recommend playing Seeing You Again then? Seeing You Again or Monument, either one. All right, let's do Seeing You Again then. I was not sure if I was getting clean vocals on that one. And then they showed up, and they're very good. Well, thank you. They actually, that's one of the was that more you? heavy, clean. <laughs> no, that's actually one of their more um, uh, nor- just clean vocal songs. Like, sure. the, they usually don't have that many. Gotcha. But in that one, they do, and that's why I recommended it, because it's more of a mix of all their talents instead of just, you know, like a hardcore sound, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's the one I usually recommend everyone start off with, and I'm really glad. Thank you for playing that, Ian. You're too kind. Thank you for bringing it to the table, buddy. Hey, man, no problem. I'm sure you have something just as good or better. Isn't that right, Ian? We'll see. We'll see. Mr. Ian, sir. Yes, Mr. Jackson, sir. (laughs) So, for my first band of 2017, I didn't really pick something epic or anything. I thought about it. I thought about it for sure, but I went with an old standby, the Black Maria. They were on Victory Records from around 2003 to 2007, and they're the post-hardcore alternative rock kind of bands. Sounds very similar to a Stutterfly, which is a previous breakdown from the past that I did. So I'm a fan. They did two full-length albums. In 2005, it was Lead Us to Reason, and in 2006, A Shared History of Tragedy. Very nice. They were very, very popular for a shared history of tragedy, but they changed a little bit in Lead Us to Reason because they lost their guitarist. So I think that had a little bit to do with why their first album is more regarded than the second. But I think they're still both good. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to play a track. And the name of the track is Waking Up with Wolves. Yeah. 
So I will say maybe you should have gone second this time because this band, this band is a lot softer than your band. <laughs> just, just a little bit. It's okay. Tiny, tiny bit. But yeah, yeah. very like trust company stutterfly with like that hint of post hardcore in it mm-hmm. that's kind of so i would definitely recommend their first album over the second so if you want definitely check out a shared history of tragedy and then if you like that check out lead us to reason and see if you like that as well but this was just a good little post hardcore alternative rock type band sounds good man i so liked it i also wanted to make one quick announcement too because a previous breakdown from the past band is getting back together. That band is Scarlett O'Hara. Really? They have gotten their complete original lineup from 2007 together. And they're going that to be... That is rare. Yeah. They're not saying they're just going to tour. They're saying there's going to be brand new album. Damn. So just in case people don't remember what they sound like... I'll play a little bit. Uh, I'm going to keep listening to that if I don't stop it there. So that's Scarlett O'Hara off the album, their one album, Lost in Existence. And the name of the track is something I say to almost every person who passes me by at a concert. The name is, Dude, You're Being That Guy. And I say that to everyone who wears the band's merch to the show that they're going to. Oh, gosh. Just a call out to the scene there. You should probably stop doing wait, that. Wait, wait, wait. So you don't like it when people wear a shirt? I forgot the you band did. They're going to go see. I forgot that, that you did said? not. Yeah, I forgot that you did not listen at the beginning of Ian hates music because that was a very first kind of debate thing that we did. There is a what? movie. Why? There is a movie that you are too young for, but you should still go back and watch it called PCU. And in that movie, they made it quite clear. That you are not one of the rules of going to a concert is you do not wear the shirt of the band that you're going to see at the show. Why? It's an unspoken rule that it's been spoken for a really oh, long time. God. Dude, you're being that guy. All right. But there's no reason. It's just it's just a thing. It's tacky. That's why. You don't you shouldn't do it. Look, look, I'm not gonna give rules to people. So do you wear another band shirt? Yeah, I always wear a different band. I never ever wear the band really? that I'm going ever, ever, ever. The only time that I believe, and look, I don't like to throw rules out there for people, but the only time I find it acceptable 
to where the band that you're going to see is if it's cold outside and you only wore a t-shirt and then when you get in there's a band there with a hoodie so you buy said hoodie and then you put said hoodie on for the show that's the only time but even then i would expect the band to be like wow look at that guy wearing our hoodie to the show like it's ridiculous but i know bands think that the band members don't like it i know that some band members do love it because that means they sold merch at some point you know that they hopefully got some money out of that well it's also a way to know who the fans are there for i think that some bands that grew up earlier than you agree with the same principle it's the same reason why most of the time a band does not wear their own merch on stage I do find it weird when bands wear their own merch on stage. I think it happens sometimes that they just don't have any other clothes, so they had to get. You know and a lot of times they'll get a, a different band. No, you know who does that a lot. Who does and that it's a lot? Weird, Vanna. Maybe they want to show Every off all their new merch. Every time I see that, I see them live. They do that. So does Gideon. Gideon does that too. I don't know. It's not done by as many people though, right? Because I don't see it that often. No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. It's yeah. not. But that's that an old school. I do find weird sometimes. But that's an old school rock and roll rule is that you're not supposed to do it oh i don't know man and by the way like that's just a movie no no it's not it's real life for sure no i've had many people that have said that kind of thing and it's not peer pressure anything you can do whatever the fuck you want i just find it tacky well yeah i know see i'm letting you do things again (laughs) i just find it tacky that's all i go you know me i buy tons of merch so no no i know that yeah it's not holding me back from doing that yeah like everything i wear is a band t-shirt or a band hoodie so it's just you just don't wear it when you see them yeah right wow i i'm surprised you never heard that i know you didn't hear all the ian hates music episodes i don't want a dog on it i don't know that's weird to me how that's a thing i know is that really a thing oh yeah i'm not making it up what a weird thing to make up i know but i don't i've never seen that before though and i go to a lot of shows i know you do too i'm not saying you don't go to shows but so jackson you go ahead and you google it and we'll have another full discussion on this at a later date i'm excited for that because i can't wait to go over my results (laughs) i i hope so i hope so that's so weird to me i'm so sorry it's just so weird you don't have to apologize man oh thank you so much Ian. again you're welcome you let me do so many things you're welcome (laughs) all right jackson I think it is time now to end the show. All right, Ian. I think it is time now to end the show. All right, Jackson. End of the show time. Thank you very much for joining me on the first episode of 2017. Thank you for having me, Ian. It is such an honor. It's the highlight of my week. You're such a loving, nice, caring person. It's just such it's such a joy to come onto this show and spend time with Mr. Ian Hates podcast. It's just a character I play, man. I think so, Ian. It's <laughs> such a joy. Thank you so much. <laughs> so much sarcasm, dripping with sarcasm. Yeah, I know. So <laughs> I'm gonna say a few things to, you know, keep everyone in the loop here. So for one Go listen to the conversation I had with Josh Wade of Sienna Skies. Just came out the other day. It was a awesome talk. He was all the way in Australia. We talked about everything Sienna Skies, A Darker Shade of Truth, how great that album was, as well as even basketball, a whole bunch of random stuff. So, oh, oh yeah. A Darker Shade of Truth was one of my favorite albums of 2016. 
I know it was one for Jackson as well. For sure. It was out on In Vogue Records in December. You should definitely go pick it up and make sure you give a listen to the conversation I had with Josh because it really was a ton of fun. And I think it was a great way to start 2017 off right. So I'm very happy about that. The second thing is we are doing our anniversary show. Now, I'm not sure if everything is going to come together like I want it to, but either way, you're going to be entertained. So that will be the time that we actually talk about best albums of blah, 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 and worst albums of blah, 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 and whatever. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. We we will go ahead and give our opinions on how we're going to do that. And hopefully, there will be some surprises as well. Lastly, you can still go to iTunes and continue in our contest because the merchandise is not complete yet. So you can go to iTunes, take a little bit of time, give us a five-star rating if you like the show, and leave a comment. It really, really helps us out. You have no idea. So please, if you have the time, and help out Ian Hates Music. It would be much appreciated. So Jackson, what are your final words for everybody? New year, not new us. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for carrying over to the next year. I know you guys are still listening. Thank you for making it so nice for me and Ian to put out this lovely show. We love you so much. <laughs> I wish everyone could see Ian's face as I'm saying this. But on a more serious note, thank you everyone that continues to listen, continue to leave love and the, you know, the reviews and the Twitters and all that sorts of good stuff. But uh, yeah, I'll see you guys in the next episode. And don't forget to support Ian Hates Music. All the links are in the description of this episode. And I will leave you the way I always do, long days and pleasant nights. Thanks everyone. Oh